Yo, 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 this your boy E. Hud, God's MC, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Peace. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man, and y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. Happy to be back here with Jeff Mazidlo, man. Um, last time he came on, he just absolutely lit up our podcast with his phenomenal information. The depth of knowledge was insane. Uh, we're both kind of coming off of some disappointing NFL losses, so we're going to spend some time talking about college football. And, um, I mean, you know, the most refreshing thing to talk about after the NFL disappointment, right? So, let's go ahead and hop in. Jeff, how you doing, man? Good. How are you doing, Rick? Thanks for having me. Super good, man. Um, Jeff, remind the people of all the awesome stuff you do, man. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a full-time freelance writer. Uh, I've been writing sports for almost 25 years now. Uh, I worked for uh, two uh, newspapers in the Midwest, uh, and I covered uh, the Chicago Bears and the NFL for, for 10 seasons uh, back in the, uh, in the late 90s and in the early 2000s. Uh, then I also covered some college football, uh, and some Big Ten basketball and football for about, uh, six, seven years. And then I also worked for a company called Stats Inc., which, uh, we do, uh, research and, de- and development for sports statistics and, and real time information. And I was in uh, the editorial department there where we worked on, um, uh, writing game previews and putting together previews and, and, and research notes for, uh, all the four majors as well as college football and basketball. And the English Premier League soccer. Right now, I'm uh, uh, I'm uh, I write for a few different sites. Uh, Yard Barker, which is a kind of a sports and entertainment site. I I do college football for them as well as some entertainment stuff, some music stuff. Uh, it's PJ Golf, uh, along with uh, uh, international soccer, and uh, also for a game house, uh, the game house, uh, which is a startup, a young startup that I work for, um, and I'm doing college football for them. And uh, field level media, where I per, uh, provide some preview coverage for uh, college basketball and the NHL. So it's soon to be uh, Major League Baseball. So uh, yeah, I got my hands in a lot of different things, as well as I also write uh, uh, English Premier League soccer stuff too. But uh, been in the, in the college football uh, kind of been in that zone for a while now since August, and uh, that's where uh, that's where I uh, really spent a lot of my time and focus. So it's. Uh, it's ending, but it's not really ending. It's kind of just beginning, too, So as the off-season starts. Yeah, I think one of the, I don't know, for me, it's kind of one of the most intriguing um, seasons for um, college football. I mean, outside of bowl season, right? But like this, after bowl season, I love the fact that for college football players, it just doesn't end there, at least for the juniors and seniors. Um, and you know, those, I guess, redshirt sophomores, it just doesn't end there. They're getting themselves geared up and ready for the NFL draft if they've declared. Um, so I'm, I'm super geeked to hear about stock rising, stock falling, stuff like that. So let's go ahead and hop in. Um, who's after, I guess what some people call an incredible bowl season, which ended in Clemson beating unbeatable Alabama, especially with, with Tua, right? Whose stock has went up through the bowl season? Well, I think there were there were a few people that went, and not necessarily people. I think in that game, there might have been one or two players in that game who who might have seen their stock go up. But I think we kind of knew about them. Um, 
one guy I think it, it, I think the, the person you need to talk about first off is Kyler Murray, and, and that's the guy where you know when this season started, he wasn't on anybody's really on a Heisman radar. Obviously, ended up winning the the trophy. Uh, he was headed to play baseball for the Oakland A's, and now he's uh, since he had such a you know a, a remarkable season for Oklahoma. Uh, he, he's changed his mind. He's going to enter the NFL draft, and that's a guy who. I think his stock is going to continue to rise, and I think that's where a lot of eyes on is where is he going to end up. And uh, I don't know if he's a top ten selection yet. I think there's there's still some uh, you know there's still some concern about where his future really does lie and how much he you know is he just wanting to to play get get try try out pro football and see how that works and you know if things don't go well will he end up uh, you know jumping ship to major league baseball. Uh, and also, too, I mean, for what he does well is that can that still can you still play that type of style in the NFL? Obviously, the you know the run pass option is a big deal, but uh, you know we we've seen Cam Newton take a beating. Uh, Russell Wilson isn't running nearly as much, uh, so I, I I think you know Mitchell Trubisky is, is is we're seeing a little bit more of of his um, him being more of a versatile quarterback. But even you know that cost him a couple of games this year with the Bears with that shoulder. So it's going to be interesting to see where his go, but I think he's the guy whose whose stock definitely rose, and he didn't hurt himself at all by his performance in the uh, um, against Alabama in the semifinal. And really, he was the guy that kept him in the game. So uh, I think he's he's the guy to look at. Um, really, a couple of guys, and I think he's sticking at the quarterback position. I think the guy that really helped himself uh, throughout the season too, and in a big way, was Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. I mean, he could be the first quarterback taken off the board. I mean, that's and that could be a top five pick. And if you you look at who was kind of up there and, uh, in the early part of the draft in those those first uh, you know handfuls of, of picks, it, it's it, I mean, two teams jump out to me right away. That's five and six: the Jaguars and the Giants. Uh, I mean, if, if if Haskins is the guy that people believe could be the number one overall quarterback taken. Uh, the Jaguars, why not? I mean, you, you're kind of at a crossroads with, you know, with that team. Everybody thought they were going to be the next big thing and sustain that success they had a year ago, uh, and be able to to to, to carry that over, continue with this year. They just you know, were really bad, and, and a lot of it had to do with Blake Bortles in the quarterback position. The offense was just totally regressed. Yeah, they had you know Fournette was hurt and stuff, but um, you know Haskins is a guy that could really inject some life to him. But then the Giants too. I mean, when does Eli stop? Is he a guy that fits in well with that with that scheme? So I think Caskins was a guy that really did did, did a uh, the way he played this year, the way he commanded that offense. Uh, you know, he he was asked to do a lot because Ohio State didn't really run the ball all that well. They had moments, but they asked him to do a lot, and I thought he really came through. And I think any other year when you didn't have Tua or Kyler Murray, who were really kind of headed shoulders above everybody else, and they played for the two best teams, or arguably two of the you know the top teams. Uh, Haskins would have won the Heisman. So I, I think those are two guys that stick out to me. And then I'll, real quick, I'll give you another guy out of that uh, out of the national championship game who I think really made some leaps, and that's Josh Jacobs, the running back for Alabama. He was a guy who didn't even you know he's a underclassman. Probably wasn't. I don't know how much he was thinking of, of coming out, but he ended up having a real nice season for for Alabama. Uh, you know, he had a real good game against Oklahoma in the um, uh, in the semifinal. Uh, that was, I think, there was a little bit riding on that. He's from Oklahoma. He wasn't recruited by Oklahoma, uh, 
So, you know, he, he has stepped up and, uh, you know, he was, he was the third leading rusher on the team in the regular season, but he also had 11 touchdowns, which led the team. So that's a guy who I think has kind of worked his way into, uh, into the top, into the first round. He, he could run between the tackles, but he could also, uh, 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 catch balls out of the backfield for you as well. So those are the three guys I think, you know, obviously Murray, I think he's the story, but I think Haskins and, and Jacobs did a nice job of improving their stock. Then there's some obscure ones too, but we could get to them in a bit. So cool. I love, um, I love the Jacobs observation. He he's somebody who jumped off the screen for me watching him run the ball. All of a sudden, it looked like he was almost a can't miss um, type of running back in the NFL. He's explosive, powerful, breaking tackles. I loved um, I love watching him run for Alabama, and I love the fact that prior to the bowl season, he wasn't really on everybody's radar. Um, so you know that's that's a big thing. Um, on the flip side of that, how many of how many athletes are who has basically seen their stock take a hit after the bowl season you know there's that's kind of a, a little bit of a, of a tough question because i think you know there are some guys that i thought that maybe they just it was kind of a product of, of how things went for them and, and where they you know how the season went i think drew Locke is a guy that i you know, i still he's the quarterback from missouri i think he's still potentially a top 10 pick I think he's someone that could could um, could, could move up. I mean, could be with you know after Haskins is he a guy? Uh, but I think because Haskins, what he did, what Murray did, he tends to fall off a little bit. And I and I think he you know he's he's still I think a first round guy, but I don't know if he's necessarily a top ten guy. Another guy too is Trace McSorley from Penn State. We heard a lot about him. We, you know, he was this you know he was the veteran and. and and he was a guy that, that you know, you, you, he's perfect in that RPO situation. Well, his team wasn't, you know, they, they kind of fell back down to earth this year. They weren't, you know, they had some bad loss. Not, I want to say bad losses, although losing to the way they lost to, to uh, you know, to, you know, getting blown out against Michigan and, and, and losing at home to, to Michigan State. Uh, and then, you know, it was the, the ball game against Kentucky was fun, but, uh, you know, I think that's a guy that there was more expected out of him. He threw seven interceptions this year. Um, you know, he was banged up as well. So, I mean, he ended up finishing as the team's second leading, uh, rusher. But to me, that's a guy who I, I think his stock has fallen and knocked him out of potentially being a first round pick. Hmm. So I look at a guy like Drew, um, Drew Locke, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned him because he's one of the, you know, I guess major, players in the uh, upcoming Singer Bowl this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you about the Singer Bowl games, the East-West Shrine um, game. Who has the most to gain? Like, which player has the most to gain from um, from those games, from the Singer Bowl, from the East-West Shrine game? Which one of, which one of the players that are um, looking to go into the draft have the most to gain from those games? Well, I think, I mean, you know, the guy, a guy like Locke, let's, you know, let's just let's look at him for for a minute, I mean, he's a guy who you probably know what he can do, and he's since he's like he's a pro style guy, he is uh, he's someone who can really fit the NFL system. Um, he doesn't have to do a whole lot in that game. It's going to be a matter of you know, can he work with other players? How well he controls an offense? How much he he uh, he's able to just you know keep a team together. 
and, and and keep things moving. To me, that's what what really he has to. McSorley's also in the in the Cedar Bowl, and I think the Cedar Bowl is the game you you had to watch. The Shrine game is is nice, but the big the, the studs are in the Cedar Bowl, and that's where I mean those are the guys that you know McSorley. He's on the same team as Locke, so having those two um, will be fun to see them you know back and forth. And Ryan Finley too. That's another guy who I think his stocks dipped a little bit as well. Because North Carolina State, he was the guy who a lot of people at the beginning of the year thought could be the first overall or the first quarterback taken. Um, but he just kind of had a, a pedestrian year. I mean, a lot of these guys really shied to sophomores and juniors. And then there's only so much they could do uh, after these breakout seasons. And sometimes there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pressure on them. But also defense that you're playing, you know, in conference you're playing these same teams again. A lot of the same coaches are there. They're going to find ways to defend you. And it's if you can make those changes, if you can make those adjustments, the player himself I'm talking about, those are guys that I think, you know, that you need to watch out for, those three quarterbacks. Finley is a guy to me who I think is, a, is, is someone to, to definitely keep an eye on because I think he slipped in Providence, not necessarily talent. I think he still has the ability to, to be a decent pro. Um, but someone, too, that you know, is, is worth keeping an eye on just because we we haven't heard the hype has kind of subsided a little bit with him, um, and and you look at the South roster; those guys that I mentioned are on the uh, um, we're playing on the uh, on the North team. And if you watch uh, on, on, on the South roster, um, you know you look at a guy who I I think is I don't know if he's necessarily um, someone who is is falling, but I think could could really make a name for himself in this game is Will Greer. And that's an that's another guy who, and throughout the, the season we saw his him in the Heisman, but you know West Virginia it was it was to shoot out every week with them, and they could do they could do a lot of things well. My concern with Greer is if he's a product of the system uh, of a good system, and will he be able to adjust to wherever he goes? Because nobody's going to run an offense like that in the NFL um, for the most part. Um, I don't think he's a first round pick anymore, but I think he's someone who could, could really help himself with uh, to maybe boost his, to take, kind of take us back to where we thought he could be or was supposed to be at the beginning of the season with a good game uh, this weekend. So all of the, I guess every expert, and even you when I talked to you um, earlier, said that this was a defensive line. Um, this is a, mostly, it's a big boy draft, right? Like this is a, yeah, yeah that's still a, the case. Yeah, yeah. pressure the quarterback type of draft. Um, my overall feeling is there's so much intriguing talent though. I mean, questionable, but still intriguing talent at the quarterback position. Could this possibly flip into, um, one of those drafts where, yeah, we're, you know, most of the talent lies on a defensive line. Um, but because there are some teams that are desperate, could this possibly turn into one of those situations where it's a little bit more of a quarterback draft in the beginning? Uh, I don't know about in the beginning. I still think, you know, your, your, your kind of consensus studs off the board. I mean, we could have, theoretically, you could have four defensive linemen taken in the first, I mean, in the first four picks. Uh, you know, Nick Bosa is still a lot of people's number one. I I can understand why he's kind of a specimen. He's a guy that could do a lot, but you know he hasn't played. Think about it. he hasn't played since the beginning of the season. He he got hurt and then against TCU in the non conference season up at uh, uh, Jerry Jones World, and uh, and then he and he just decided not to come back. I mean he was going to have 
you know, the injury was was going to take a while, but he decided that he was just going to kind of punt on the season and get himself ready for the draft. Um, I, a guy who I like is is Josh Allen from Kentucky. He kind of played that edge rush position. He might be a little bit undersized as a defensive end in, in like a straight 4-3. I think he's a guy that could fit in well in a 3-4 system, um, which, you know, you look at the teams, that if he doesn't go first, to Arizona, I mean, you've got the 49ers there who are looking to, to rebuild their defense maybe a little bit. Um, the Jets are always in there, too. But then, you know, Quinton Williams is a is, is an interior guy. And then Cleveland for, uh, Farrell from, from uh, uh, Clemson is, is a solid defensive end. And uh, the kid from Michigan, Rashad Gary. I mean, these are these are literally, these are the top. You know, there could be five guys in the top ten. I believe that, too. And then there's Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State. Um you know, these are guys that I think that when you you could they could be immediate impact players. I don't know if anybody any of those quarterbacks would be impactful right off the bat unless they go to the right team. And I don't know if any of those teams early on are in need of an immediate, except for the Jaguars. Um, I don't think any of those teams have a, have a spot where they have a quarterback that's going to start right away. I mean, the Raiders still have David Carr for now. Um, you know, the Buccaneers who are up there, I mean, Winston's still around. I don't, Eli's not going anywhere yet. Um, you know, the Detroit Stafford's there. Buffalo and Arizona have their quarterbacks in the future. Uh, Denver at 10, I mean, Case Keenum, that could be interesting, but I think they, they need more help defensively. Um, uh, so, but I think that might be, that might be a team to watch, uh, at number 10, as far as you're talking about the quarterbacks. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, a couple. Uh, Jacksonville, I think, and the Giants make the most sense to me. But I think only whoever goes to Jacksonville, and if it's a guy like Haskins, who I think is maybe is maybe the most pro ready right now, that that I think that makes sense. But I think this is still the real talent, the immediate talent, the the the, the make your money potentially turn a team around talent is on the defensive defensive side for this draft. So. Of the players um, that are they're available this year, who needs the strong? Like who needs a really strong postseason? I'm talking about combine. They need good senior both pro days, sing, uh, interviews, whatever they need. Who needs a really strong postseason? Um, I think if you you look at a couple of guys, I think the one guy who kind of jumped out to me at both the semifinal game and the uh, national championship game, who who I thought took a little bit of a step back in, in the way he was, uh, the, the way he kind of came out and, and just, just did it, didn't, I, I didn't, maybe the hype wasn't there for me or, or I wasn't seeing it as, as well as I should is, uh, from, from Alabama, the, uh, your defensive, uh, the safety, um, Thompson, uh, and, and Deontay Thompson. I mean, he's just, I, he's a good player. You know, he's got that experience. But he he was out of place a couple of times on, on some of these deep patterns. He really looked lost uh, a lot in the uh, in, in the national championship game, and that's the guy where he's got the tools. But is it a matter of sometimes he's not playing hard, or does he think he can compensate because he has that overall talent? Uh, but when you get to that next level, you're going to have to prove that you, you're an every doubt guy, and you have to be ready for for uh, for every every play and no matter what the situation is. And I think maybe I'm the only one who noticed that, but I just was not impressed with him 
uh, at all of the postseason, and I think he's going to have to 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 definitely kind of maybe not prod some teams, but get them to to, to kind of have that that belief again that yeah, I'm still one of the elite one of the elite uh, defensive players in this draft uh, and worthy of of remaining a, 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 a listen. I think he could have been a top ten pick. I think now that's questionable, um, and I think he's someone that uh, really has to do some. Not, not damage control, but he's got to, you know, start start uh, taking this thing seriously. He's he's the guy that stands out to me the most. Are there th- are there some um, discipline guys or are guys who kind of have a bad reputation based on, um, you know, being suspended at critical times? I think about people. I think about players in Clemson. Um, I think about you know some other defensive tackles. Are there some discipline guys who could possibly use a strong off season? Well, I mean, if, you, if you know, we're talking about Dexter Lawrence, I think that's the guy who, who kind of jumps out uh, to a lot of people. Um, and whether he's, you know, we, I think there it's a question of well, who do you believe? I mean, does he? Um, he's the really guy, the one guy that I could I think of that I could think of that 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 would fit that mold because I don't know if it's a question of was he just intent at cheating. I just I think he knew that he may be messed up and. Probably shouldn't have taken that, but then the way he played it off is not the victim and things like that. I don't think that that kind of um, that opened the door to him to a lot of people to to believe uh, in him. And you can't lie to people. You could do it. I mean, you could lie to these scouts. You could lie to the people in the interview and stuff like that. But they'll catch on. I think. I think there's you 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 have to kind of um, you have to kind of uh, they can see through it. I think. And and to me, that's something where. I, I wonder if that's going to be on the minds of of, of of these teams, especially the front office people, where image right now and perception uh, is so important. We saw that with Kareem Hunt and the, uh, um, you know, with the Chiefs and things like that. So, I mean, that's a guy who that that really sticks out to me. Maybe probably the only the the, the big name. I mean, I can't really think of anybody else uh, who who was kind of going through that, uh, to, who's kind of fits in that that mold. Maybe some some guys, you know. Down the list, I, I think uh, you know one guy that that I, I that has really nothing to do with uh, with with with, with any attitude issues, with any um, discipline issues, but is Ed Oliver from Houston. He's a defensive uh, lineman. He's another guy who kind of just you know didn't really he was hurt and didn't really seem to want to get himself healthy again to play this season. It and you know basically was not into it. He wanted to to um, to just prepare himself for the draft and, and get him focused on that. And to me, yes, you gotta look out for number one when it comes to your future and and uh, if you're taking a care of a fa- if you're taking care of family and things like that. But that also to me when I look at that, I'm wondering what does that say about your your ability your your, your relationship with your teammates and how's that going to play down the road where you do hook up with, you know, once you get yourself out of an NFL roster, and if you do get hurt, now all of a sudden, you know, this is your future, so you're going to want to get back as, 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 as much as you can, but you're also doing it to help out another team, to help out your teammates. And winning is, you know, winning is a bigger deal on the NFL level, and I think it is in college, obviously, for, because of from a financial standpoint, uh, specifically for the player. So, but, to me, you know, the teams that do well are the teams that are close, the teams that are tight knit. I think you want to find those types of players. And when a guy like Oliver and even Bosa just say, you know, well, I don't, I, 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 
I'm going to prepare myself now. I also think that's kind of a slap in the face of their teammates. So that's why I, I, that kind of sticks in my mind when you when you talk about guys who who really need to uh, make a good impression. And that that's that's really it. I mean, Lawrence is the guy who, yeah, he's the one who had the issue. Uh, he, was, he was the biggest controversy surrounding the you know at, during this season. But there's some guys that I think that need to to prove that they can be good teammates. And I think Oliver's one of them. I think Bosa might even be one of them. Uh, you know, Rashad Gary, the same thing at, at, at Michigan. Um, you know, that that's... Uh, the thing at, with Michigan where him and Bush and, and, and uh, Higdon just didn't play in that bowl game, I mean, that was... You know, that's a good team. And that was a team that could have ended the year on a positive note with a nice win over Florida. If you had... Those are your three best players and none of them showed up. And to me, that says nothing about their commitment to their team and about their... Uh, what they... You know, how they feel about that whole team concept and their teammates. Again, I'm not around those guys. I don't know if that's really the case. That's just how I feel. I'm kind of an old school guy when it comes to some of that stuff. But um, but I think that attitude has to change on the pro level uh, because the veterans won't let you get away with it. So a guy like um, Greedy Williams doing the same thing for LSU, right? Deciding not to play. Well, I mean, there's tons of people that did it. I mean, uh, this year, I think more so than that. I mean, if you think back, this trend, and it wasn't even, a, it was a couple of years ago when it was McCaffrey. Yep. Uh, Christian McCaffrey yep. did it. And Leonard um, Fournette. And that was, that was kind of like the first time in a while where you're like, okay, you know, this guy's not playing. Well, then last year, um, you had Bradley Chubb from North Carolina State didn't do it. And a couple of other guys. And now, I mean, this year it was almost like, well, who is going to play? You know, and, and the one thing that, that helps kind of, could help a team like that is you get to use some guys, you know, because when, when, when the bowl seasons start, when the bowl games are played, you're technically between semesters in school most of the time. So the a lot of these guys who have enrolled early and then will, will be part of your team for the spring to be part of spring practice that spring semester, they're now eligible to play. And they've probably been in school, but they weren't eligible to play right away because of the semester, how it breaks down. But now they've enrolled. They can play. And I know Syracuse did that with a couple of players at their bowl. It got some guys who basically were scout team the whole year. But now that they're eligible to play, they threw them in a bowl game and got them some, some time. Um, yeah, it's it, it's not – yeah, I mean, how many people do we see? I mean, the list is huge. Bryce Love. I mean, you know, that's another guy. You talk about someone that really needs to kind of help his stock. I think Bryce Love is definitely somebody who who needs to, to, to prove that he's – because this was a guy who we thought was going to win Heisman this year, and now he, you know he's in a position where, well, you know he's, he's not a first round guy. He might not even be a second or third round guy. I mean, you got you know he's, he had some offensive line issues this year. He had some health issues, but he's somebody that you know what, what's it going to you know where are we going to go from here? Because he needs to he needs to step up and, and he needs to to uh, to prove that he's still an elite running back. Yeah, I loved his um his hype coming into this season. I really thought he was gonna be um like one of those like guys like Ezekiel Elliott. I thought he was gonna be one of those guys based on the hype. But um I just I didn't see it from him this year and a lot of people, um I guess they were kinda seeing the same thing. They just didn't see it from him. So <clears throat> let me ask you this, right? There were some people who had a great year. You mentioned them earlier. Um um Kyler Murray, um Haskins, right, Jacobs, all those guys have great years. Through this process, we're going to get real sizes, real speeds. 
We're going to get a glimpse into your personality through the interview process. Everybody's life is going under a microscope over the next, you know, few months. And in that process, who do you believe has the most to lose this postseason? Well, I mean, I think, I, I think you know, uh, some guys that, you know, a couple of the guys we mentioned, uh, and I think the, the, the real, the elite stars will put themselves through it. I mean, if, if some guys just, I don't know who's not going to go to the combine or, or who's even been invited yet, but some of them, if they feel that they can hurt their chances, well, go. I mean, I think the guys in Michigan, like like I mentioned, I think I think Bosa has a lot to lose. Actually, I think you know he's a guy that that's the first, that's the projected number one pick in a lot of places. Nick Bosa, and I mean, if he if he's if he's gonna, you know, we haven't heard from him in a while, and I think people are going to be interested to see what you know if, if he could do it if he's healthy. I mean, is this the beginning of? a string of injuries for this guy. And I mean, if Arizona takes him, I mean, they're just coming off a terrible season. They just fired a coach who was only there for one year. And now they've hired, what, a college coach, right? I mean, they hired uh, 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 Cliff Kingsbury. So, I mean, it, it, it's like there's a lot that that, and if this is the guy that you're going to, you have to be certain. I'm, I'm really eager to see, uh, you know, what's going to happen with Bosa and, because I'm not really buying, a hype, buying the, the, the hype right now. And I think he has a lot to prove. Um, and I don't think he really has much room for error. Yes, of course, the talent's there. We know that. I mean, that's that's definitely something that that um, that we, we, we're, we're well aware of. But what about that whole package now? I mean, let's let's see. I mean, is this is this someone that's going to be having to battle injuries? Or is this someone that, if he does get hurt, is going to be ready to get himself back out of the, on the field on time? And, and I think that's... Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Does his brother having a history of injuries um, and just kind of not being able to stay on the field? Does that does that affect his stock at all? Well, Nick, I mean, Nick's had injuries with the with the uh, uh, with the Chargers, or Joey had. I'm sorry, had uh, had injuries uh, with the Chargers. Um, uh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that that plays into it. Um, I mean, he only he's he's only played, he's, but this was his third year in the league, and he's only played. A full season once. I mean, you know, he only played. He didn't even play half the season this year. Um, so that was right there. I mean, there's. I don't know if that. I don't know if there's a heredity thing, but I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, that maybe that plays into the bye because he was. You know, he was what he was the third overall pick. So um, yeah. I mean, but if you're going, I, I mean, there's too many people say, well, this is a can't miss guy. This is a guy who I think could. You know, just he's got so much talent. Well, yeah, talent's great. Physical talent is great, but. When you, you you start playing pro football, there's a lot of other things you got to be able to handle. You have to be able to to handle adversity. You have to be able to handle a new lifestyle. You have to be able to handle guys where you're going. Even if you're you know this this superstar talent, if you're going to a place where it, it's, you know the the veterans really call the shots and that's their locker room, you've got to prove yourself. And if you don't want to be hazed and if you don't want to be picked on, even in a playful way, you're going to hear about it. And and that's what these guys, um, they don't. It's who it's who can handle it. And um, most of the guys can. Most of these top picks can. But to me, if you're someone like like Nick Bosa, I want you to come in, and you're coming to a franchise that needs help and has got a lot of holes. And we think right now the the, the biggest, the immediate, the, the the hole that we can fill the best and can see the immediate results and, and, and immediate uh, the immediate dividend. Is is your position? You've got to be there for me, 
And you're a guy who's coming off of, you didn't even play a season. You barely play, you didn't even play half a season uh, of your last year in college. You've got to prove something to me, both mentally and physically. And that's what, you know, those are the guys that I look at. I mean, I think it's, I mean, there's there's guys that will, I mean, you know, the interview, the, the there's guys that just think, well, I don't need to do this because I don't think it. And I, you know, there, there's so many out there. Um, but Bosa, to me, is a guy that I think really has to prove himself um, in those off the field, those off the field situations, those off the trading, off trading situations. So let's have a little fun for a second. Um, let's predict the shock of the draft, right? Like that, the thing in the draft that nobody expected to happen, but it happened. I'll break it down a little bit into categories. Um, last year, Around, I don't know, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, we start hearing rumors that Baker Mayfield was going to be number one. Nobody truly believed it. You're like, yo, that can't be possible. Um, and then we get to draft night and it's way more than possible. He's drafted as the first pick. He goes in here, has a great year. But that night, I remember being shocked, right? You start hearing rumblings and then it was almost like right before the draft that it became clear. What is, who's possibly taking, taking high this year? And taken so high that it shocks the masses. Well, I mean, I think a person like Tyler Murray. I mean, I think that's where, you know, does d- does, you know, a team like like Jacksonville do they say okay? I mean, I I think we're going to take him because you know he's a he could help us not just from a helping the football team, but now he's going to get our fan base excited. Now he's going to get us excited. And while there's still that uncertainty regarding you know, his future, his full-time future in the NFL. I think wherever he goes, and if he goes within the top two or th- – he's not going to go in the top two because Arizona has a – they picked their quarterback last year, Josh Rosen. San Francisco's got Garoppolo for now. The Jets have have um, uh, uh, Josh Donald. Uh, so, I mean, you know, now you look at Oakland, and they're going to be in Vegas. I mean, is Kyler Murray the guy that, you know, is he's, Kyler Murray is the guy who, you bring him to Vegas, we're all excited, I mean, he just really fits the bill, and, and to me, that would be, that would be the shock kind of wherever he goes, and if he, actually, if he makes it into the top 10, I think that's kind of a, right now, to say that, right now to me, I think he's the guy that, um, it would be kind of a, a little bit of a stunner to, to see him creep up into the, the, the top 10. Okay, so last year we had a couple of players just kind of left on the board a little bit longer than you thought possible. Um, in this case, who who do you think may be that guy? Like, who's who's the shocker of the draft because they're left on the board? Similar to, remember Aaron Rodgers back in his day just kind of left on the board for way too long? Um, who's who's the guy this year who's left on the board sitting in the in, in the green room um, while we're just wondering who's who's going to take him? I think, you know, for someone who, who, are you talking about like a, maybe like who, who we think should be a first rounder that doesn't. Yeah, yeah, who tries? That doesn't. Um, you know, I, I think someone like a, like a Drew Locke. I think that could be a, 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 someone who we just, for whatever reason, we see his, his, uh, stock fall a little bit because of the emergence of Haskins, because of the emergence of a Daniel Jones out of Duke, uh, who is another name that's kind of, you know, he's become like a popular riser. Um, and then, you know, people that, that we looked at from, uh, for, from uh, you talk about how the, well they're combined, you know, how well they'll do there. I think those are guys, you know, to me, 
deal. A guy like Drew Locke is someone that that could that could you know maybe end up slipping out of that that top five. I mean, he could be a top again. He could be a top ten guy. He could also be a mid second round guy at this point. If you start seeing other quarterbacks like Finley, if he has a good uh, uh, postseason and, and, and that it workouts, um, Will Greer again too. Um, so to me, those you know he's a guy. One guy that kind of sticks out in my mind about where he could go and, and, and if he would fall down a little more, a little farther than we thought he he, uh, um, he where he should have been prior to the season. Wow. Um, who's one of these? Oh, you know what? This may this may be crazy. Um, who's the guy who you could possibly see not being drafted at all? I don't know about that. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's, I don't think there's, I think any of the, I think any of the big names or the guys that we're familiar with, I think everybody, the, the draft is just too big. I, mean, I know, I know. That's people. crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't really think of anybody who, um, you know, who would come out and that, it, that just wouldn't make it. I mean, it, uh, I, I don't think it, we're at that point where, uh, you know, unless something happens where, uh, you start to, you, so they dig deep and they find out some history about somebody. Um, I think, you know, that could be, that, that's probably the only way, but I, off the top of my head, I don't, I can't really think of anybody who, um, who, who I think would go undrafted. Yeah, I didn't think of, I can't think of it either. Um, and the crazy part about the draft, which everybody loves, is that most likely everybody is, you know, is going to get drafted, but then, I don't know, maybe two days before, a day before, it seems to be in the last few years, something has come out about somebody, and then that person takes a tremendous fall, and like in one year, right, just completely out of the draft. I think about um a guy from Dallas, right, um, uh, Lyle Collins? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But those are unpredictable. The linemen, yeah. yeah, but those the, are... And then you also had, yeah, and then... Um, uh, yeah, and Larry B. Tutsell, who was the offensive lineman from uh, Mississippi, who he, he just dropped. I mean, he was eventually drafted, but I mean, he kept falling. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys that that you you know there may be some stuff that pops up. I don't know if it'll be anything to where it's um, you know where we're, we're talking about you know it's criminal or anything like that. But there's there's you'll hear some some rumblings pop up and. But right now, yeah, I mean, I think right that's the only that's the only case those kind of situations that will prevent any prominent player, anybody we see on these all star rosters, anybody that's um, you know an all conference type player uh, that will that from being drafted, prevented from being drafted. So, man, I want to say thank you every time you come on. I'm just blown away. Um, by the, I mean, just the amount of knowledge and the depth and, and, I mean, just the insight is always impressive. Um, do me a favor, tell the people where they can find you again on Twitter, um, and then how they can get in contact with you and follow your stuff. Uh, uh, Twitter, I'm at, uh, at JeffM401. Uh, check me out. Uh, a lot of my stuff is, is on there. Also at yardbarker.com. Uh, the game house, that's H-A-U-S. That's T-H-E. G A M E H A U S dot com, um, and yeah, those are the two main places for me where you could uh, catch my stuff and listen to your podcast. Yeah, this is uh, it, it, it's great. It's a fun time, and 
you know, it's only going to get better. It's going to get more intriguing. And I think, you know, maybe a, a couple of months from now, we'll have a better, we'll be able to, to really clearly answer some of those questions because we'll have dealt with the combine and, and we'll have guys uh, in that, you know, the pro days will be, be uh, most of them will be behind us, but it'll, uh, we'll get a good idea of who's doing what and, and who's saying the right things and who not. The crazy part about this is that um, when we first did it, it was basically the first time we, we kind of got together. It was relevant to about maybe five teams at the time. But now, yeah. like, it's relevant to everybody except for two teams, right? Yeah, and that's great. And I mean, even though, I mean, even too, I mean, you talk about the teams of the Super Bowl, right? I mean, yeah. uh, well, I mean, let's think about it. The Patriots, Tom Brady, he may, yeah, he may play till 50, who knows? But I mean, who, who, you got to think about a backup for that guy. And, and that is there maybe someone like a Ryan Finley, maybe someone like, um, you know, like a like a Trace McSorley, or um, you know these 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 potential pro style quarterbacks, like a, a Clayton Thorson from Northwestern. I mean, these are guys that could you could mold them. Um, now we don't know who's going to be coaching them, or will Belichick still be there when Brady decides to hang it up? Because I wonder if those two know something where they're just going to go out at the same time. I mean, you know, that is that going to be kind of a situation there? But. To me, I mean, yeah, I, I I think those fans are eager, especially you know the, the Rams have the the Rams are set offensively. I think for the future, uh, their question is going to come out defense because they've sunk a lot of free agent money and and, and, and short term money on that defensive um, on the defensive side of the ball. True, but yeah, yeah, it's it's great because everybody wants to help your team out. They want to know, you know, who could immediately help because everybody wants to win now. And you know, you saw with the Rams a couple of years ago, and then the Bears and. Uh, the Colts this year, teams that have been down that are popping back up. Um, that okay? How can we get? How can we get rich and get better quick? And that's what what people want. And who's the immediate talent? And, you know, the Bears did it. The Bears saved themselves by by uh, getting Khalil back. I mean, that was they 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 were able to to trade for him. But you know, their draft Anthony Miller was is a good core. You know, he was like a I think he was what he was a second or third round guy. I'm not real sure, but um, he was a nice. Nice uh, product, and you know it's guys like that. It's not that it's going to be who could fill those needs, who could be something that you don't have to spend a lot of money or or or, or move up to get that that you're that you think could fill holes. And I mean, we see all over the place and, and out, at every roster, guys you've never heard of come through. I mean, Tariq Cohen with the Bears, he's an FCS guy. I mean, uh, you're going to have a, a number of those guys that are going to come in and, and shine this year, next year. Uh, I can guarantee you that. So it's, um, uh, yeah, it's fun. And I think everybody is interested. Everybody's invested if you're a football fan and you want your team to do well. You yeah. want to know who's who? I absolutely can't wait. Um, it, it, I want to say this probably when we um, talk again, if we're so lucky. Then, sure, <laughs> of course, yeah. Then when I when we reach out again, what I want to talk about is um, what are some of the teams – going to possibly do right what will the Raiders do because that seems to be the talk of everything to me I really want to know what they do with all those with all that draft capital because they have a lot of it so I want to see what they do in the first round um I, I want I think about teams who are really really close this year like you look at the Kansas City Chiefs what will they do because they need to show up that defense too there's so many teams with so many questions I would love to figure out or at least talk about what are some of these teams going to do headed into the draft yeah, and I think we'll have a better idea after we, um, you know, after the, after the Super Bowl, things de- the teams get the, the chance to decompress. We'll see some some of these coaches. I think the mini camps right off the bat, um, after the combine and things like that, the coaches get a chance. These new coaches get a chance to see uh, 
the players. Um, and then obviously the comp, the combine will be a big deal. The, 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 the pro days, um, health. I mean, that's going to say a lot and, and stuff always happens between now and then. And I think the closer you get, I think, you know, when you start getting into April, um, March and April, that's what, when, when you, the, the picture becomes a little bit clear, but you never know. I mean, like we said, I mean, things happen and, you know, nobody thought Cobell back was going to get traded before the, you know, before the season. And, um, but stuff like that happens. And that, I mean, look how quick that happened, how close the season that happened. So, I mean, yeah, I, this is kind of the, um, you know, the focus is, is for these teams is, is definitely on the, the Super Bowl. Um, and then it's about, you know, moving towards the future. Some of these teams are already obviously doing that, but it's also about getting their staffs in place. And, um, and then, you know, you start with the, with the combine. That's the next big thing, and that's where, where all the focus will be on after uh, uh, after next weekend. Yep. So, hey, I want to say um, thank you so much again, man. Jeff, you've always been great. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you love what you're hearing today, um, then please go out and follow Jeff. He gave you his information. Make sure you go and follow him on Twitter. Get all the great information from Yard Barker as well um, and the Game House, right? Um, That's correct, yep. Absolutely. If you love what you're hearing from uh, MTMV Sports, hey, all you have to do is leave us a rating on iTunes. Um, we love the five star ones, you know, just to be honest. So if you would leave us a rating on, um, on iTunes, that'd be great. Um, and then just let us know who you are. We really want to know who you are. Um, if you want to support our, our, our podcast, then you can buy some of our apparel. You can go to the Store Frontier and look for MTNV Sports, right? Storefrontier.com and look for MTNV Sports. We have shirts there and apparel, um, hoodies, all kind of stuff, man. You can go ahead and rock that to support our podcast. We love you and we thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. <laughs>